0: Picture this. You're in a huge room packed with people. Some are huddled in groups talking excitedly. Others are laser-focused on laptops typing rapidly. A folding table is covered in greasy, empty pizza boxes and lots and lots of coffee cups. The time? 9 p.m. Sound like your usual day at the office? Well, it's certainly not mine. On today's show, we're exploring... Hackathons. Welcome to WorkCheck, an original podcast from Atlassian, makers of teamwork software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello. I'm your host, Christine Della Rosa. On this show, we take workplace practices and separate the hype from the helpful. Each episode, two Atlassians debate how the practice should be applied, if at all. Today, we have Shannon Winter arguing in favor of hackathons. Thanks, Christine. Excited to be here. And Kelvin Yep, arguing against companies
1: running hackathons.
2: You have Buckley's chance today, Shannon. Huh? It's Australian for you are going down.
1: Your fancy Australian words can't scare me. All right, all right.
0: Settle down. Now, debaters. I trust you've researched your sides thoroughly and brought compelling arguments for today. Just remember... You only get three rounds to make your case before one of you goes down in a blaze of glory and the other
1: one just goes down. Ha,
2: that's a good one, Christine.
1: Why, thank you, Kelvin. See, you're sucking up for a win already, Kelvin. Let's
0: level set. Workplace Hackathons 101. Chances are you've heard the term before. The word gets thrown around a lot to describe different technical events, but that's not always accurate. A hackathon is a problem-solving competition. Whoever comes up with the best solution wins. These events might take a single workday or span an entire weekend. Participants group up and work around the clock. And when time's up, the teams pitch their ideas to a panel of judges and someone is crowned the winner. Many hackathons focus on writing code for software, which is why they're pretty common in the tech world. But the practice has spread to many other sectors. Hasbro hosted a toy hackathon, New York Fashion Week had one, and even the Vatican held a hackathon. Some hackathons are open to the public, so anyone can join. Others are internal, so employees only. For today's debate, we're focusing on internal hackathons. The question being, are internal hackathons really good for business? Round one.
1: Shannon, you are arguing the pro side. Take it away. Awesome. So let's start with the obvious point. Hackathons are innovation incubators, Hmm. and they have been since the very beginning. I want to start with a story. Christine, Kelvin, let me take you back to the very first hackathon. The year was 1999 and a bunch of guys from all over the world started arriving at a house in the suburbs of Calgary, Canada. They were all open BSD developers, and they were trying to do something that had never been done before. Long story short, they wanted to integrate the latest internet protocol, the same we use today, into their open source operating system. Hmm. If they figured it out, it would be an industry first. And they knew if they were going to do it, they had to host a hacking marathon. A hackathon. <laughs> right. For nearly a week straight, they programmed their way towards a solution. And then one day, they got it. All right! Woo! Yeah. All right. According to the OpenBSD website, there's even a scrape on the hardwood floor to immortalize the moment that someone pushed their chair back and declared success. <laughs> Cue the movie montage. Right? Point being, hackathons are like a pressure cooker for new ideas. You focus a bunch of smart, creative minds on solving a problem, and before you know it, they've come up with something greater than the sum of their parts. And we've seen it in the years since, as hackathons have become more and more popular. You all know the Facebook like button? Yeah. Yep. That was from a company hackathon. Same with the beginning stages of Dropbox Business and Microsoft Teams. Whoa. At Atlassian, we've also had some successes come from our own quarterly hackathon, which we call ShipIt. Here's Philip Braddock, our global lead for ShipIt, to tell you a bit more.
3: The gold star standard, if you will, of a ShipIt project that was able to go from purely an idea to actually a go-to-market product is what was Jira Service Desk.
1: And is now Jira Service Management. Success.
3: Then there are other shipped projects that have greatly influenced our products that are a bit more quote unquote invisible. I remember one project a few years ago where somebody was looking at the load time of the screen in JIRA and they realized that if they moved a few lines of code around and they loaded one widget before the other, that the entire screen could load like 13 seconds faster or something like that. That's not something necessarily that we're gonna do a press release about, of course, but like all of a sudden that is actually benefiting the customers, it's benefiting the company, it benefits the business because there's less computing time and less this and et cetera, et cetera.
1: Super interesting, right? Hackathons really are an incubator for out-of-the-box ideas you normally wouldn't have time to explore on top of all your other daily work. And that kind of exploration is good for the customer and the bottom line.
0: Woohoo. All positive examples. Kelvin, what have you got?
2: Great points there, Shannon. But from what I've seen, hackathons are actually bad for innovation. Hmm. I personally love hackathons, but even I can admit, if a game-changing product is your barometer for success, you're setting yourself up for failure. And while you've cherry-picked a few fun outliers, most of the time hackathon projects, even the winning ones, don't work out. More often than not, a hackathon gets you some half-baked prototypes that don't work in the real world, and I've lost count of the number of times a flashy presentation wins out over the best idea. You can't hack innovation. It takes patience and discipline. And you can't use hackathons to replace a culture of innovation within a company. Mm. I'm sure there are lots of companies that claim they're innovative because they run a hackathon every once in a while, (laughs) but they're really doing the company, their employees, and the concept of hackathons a disservice. Two management experts, Anjali Sastry and Kara Penn, wrote about hackathons for Fast Company. They said you can't solve problems in a vacuum setting like a hackathon. They found that participants' ideas were, in their words, neither feasible nor inventive.
0: The conviction, Kelvin! So glad you and Shannon are both passionate. But are hackathons crockpots for innovation or the junk drawer where good ideas go to die? I don't think companies think through how these ideas will translate into the real world all that thoroughly, so. Point goes to Kelvin on the con side! Ooh. Aww. Sorry, Shannon. Kelvin, start us off for round two, please. Gladly. So, for my next point, I
2: posit that hackathons are not only bad for innovation, they're plain bad for team dynamics. Huh. Just take that first ever hackathon that Shannon described. Christine. Yes? What types of people were you picturing when you heard that story?
0: Uh, probably men. On the younger side? Passionate about coding? Yeah?
2: Exactly. Yes! And that's because hackathons tend to attract a, a pretty specific crowd. According to Major League Hacking, who runs student hackathon competitions all over the world, they're about 73% male, and about 84% white or Asian, and they skew heavily towards engineers. Plus... Hackathons appeal most to the type of people who have the time and the energy for staying up all night, working around the clock, and eating garbage all weekend.
0: Yeah, that may be true, but that's more of a symptom of a wider industry problem. Sure. Computer science
2: departments in the US are male-dominated and overwhelmingly white, and that trickles into hiring. And, apparently, hackathons.
0: I will have you know, I've pitched in three external hackathons, placed in two startup weekend hackathons, and... I have won my fair share of internal shipits. Dang, go Christine. Am I humble bragging? Yes. But is that annoying? Also yes. Okay, fine. <laughs> but I say all that for credibility's sake because my experiences tell me that not all hackathons produce one-tracked teams with little diversity.
2: And that's great for you and that's the dream of a hackathon, pulling together different people with varied skill sets to collaborate. But in practice, that's not always the case. In fact, my guest Rachel Lane had that experience herself at a hackathon.
4: Maybe I thought that it would be more inclusive than the vibe that was actually there.
2: Rachel is a jack of many trades who studied design, digital marketing and computing at university. But when attending hackathons, and she's been to five, she didn't always feel like those skill sets were valued.
4: I was chatting to two developers and they asked me about my role and I think I was working as a planner or a strategist at the time. When they were asking me what I did, I was saying, well, I kind of have to make sure that we set up the project well, that it's strategically aligned, that we're solving the right problem the right way. And they were like, oh, you sound like the project mom. And I'm like, oh, that that seems like a pretty sucky description. Ugh, that
1: sucks. Yeah, seriously.
2: Right. It's disrespectful, not to mention kind of sexist. Mm
4: -hmm. And she's
2: been to other hackathons where people were not down to cooperate.
4: I certainly remember turning up at one hackathon and the developer you know, was so adamant about the value of his idea. He wasn't interested in customer research, wasn't interested in marketing, wasn't really interested in working as part of a team. I suppose I have these memories of just everyone working away in silence. It wasn't necessarily a forum for discussion. It didn't feel very collaborative.
2: I'm all for collaboration, but it doesn't just happen naturally. If the organizers don't encourage it, hackathons can be pretty exclusionary.
0: Agreed. I mean, if the goal is code-specific, I can understand the focus being on engineers only, but that should be made clear off the bat. Shannon, over to you.
1: Ugh, well, that's a tough story, and I really feel for Rachel. But I do want to point out that she was describing an external hackathon where people turn up and collaborate with strangers. And while we're supposed to be focusing on internal hackathons, Kelvin, hmm. it is true that this kind of bro coder culture she experienced has definitely been a problem for hackathons. And let's be honest, the wider tech industry.
2: For once in my life, Shannon, I agree with you.
1: <laughs> Whoa, let me bask in this moment. Okay, but. All that being said, I do want to highlight that for a lot of companies, internal hackathons can actually be a tool for making the workplace more inclusive. I spoke with Alex Jones, a product manager at Workday. Their company hackathons are a really important part of building an inclusive company culture. In fact, Alex told me about a Workday event where he met a new employee who had never participated in a hackathon
5: before. He had never even heard of the problem we were trying to solve. I had really no experience with the sort of technologies we were working with at the time, and just wanted to do something different. And he was a little bit intimidated. I think it was his first hackathon ever in workday or outside of it. We just rolled with it and drew him right in. Started, you know, riffing on ideas as if he had been there the whole time. And I think he ended up he ended up making a really big contribution to the team, which is important. But honestly, that's I would say of secondary importance to him just feeling settled and, and part of the culture and just, you know, more plugged in than he would have otherwise.
1: See? Whether or not that team comes up with a brilliant, marketable project is kind of besides the point. Is it? It's really an opportunity for colleagues to get to know each other on a deeper level while having a bit of fun.
5: One of the things they really try and emphasize is to, one, to get out of your comfort zone and work on something you hadn't worked on before, but even more importantly, to work with different people outside of your team that you hadn't normally worked with before, maybe you've never even met before. And so in doing that and and really trying to make sure that everyone is involved or at least invited ultimately results in a more sort of inclusive culture.
1: No better way to build a team than to get creative together, and you don't have to know how to code to get involved. Great hackathon projects need all types of skill sets. ShipIt even has a prize specifically for non-technical projects to make sure everyone feels welcome to contribute, regardless of team or role. Plan on what I know, Shannon.
0: I see what you're doing. <laughs> and with that, round two is over. So, are hackathons actually good for team building? I hear you, Kelvin. Hackathons have a ways to go to become equitable. But, as I've said, I've seen firsthand how they can also encourage collaboration across skill sets and build trust. So, Shannon, point goes to you on the pro side. Oh, yeah.
1: Shannon, start us off for round three. What is your final argument? So, as I've said, hackathons give you a chance to work with people with different skill sets, but they also allow you to learn from each other. What better way to learn new skills than by diving right in and getting your hands dirty? Major League Hacking, the organization we talked about before, found that 86% of students participating in hackathons said they learned skills they couldn't learn in a classroom. And a third of these students thought the skills they developed in a hackathon setting actually helped them land a job. Whoa, pretty cool. How could that be a bad thing? It's a chance to learn and try new things, and not just for students. Phil said the same thing about Ship It.
3: And so it's sort of this boundaryless opportunity to really pursue creative passions and to just try something. And, and you know through the lens of an agile mindset, ship it is arguably the most pure opportunity to learn from your failures with effectively no consequences. And so sometimes what you'll see is someone says, "Hey, I tried this thing, this is as far as I got, but here's the idea that I'm trying to pursue, and people will still see value in that.
1: See, hackathons are good for employees creative skill building, team building, and most importantly, a whole lot of fun. I feel that. It's a time to
0: break from the day to day. I want that myself. Hey
2: now, (laughs) no coming to conclusions just yet, Christine.
1: Mm, I think she's just processing my helpful points.
0: Okay, okay.
1: You're both right.
0: Kelvin, I will reserve judgment. And with that said, the floor is yours.
2: Thank you. So I'll concede that hackathons are great for going deep on skill building for individuals and problem solving for companies. In fact, I'm glad to hear that some people are getting stuff out of hackathons.
1: I hear a butt coming. But,
2: for a lot of other hackathon participants, they're taking away more than they give. What am I talking about? Exploitation.
1: There it is. Oh, told you.
2: A professor of sociology at the Cooney Graduate Center named Sharon Zukin did a study on hackathons. And the result? She called them a powerful strategy for manufacturing workers' consent in the new economy. Strong words. Basically, they use fun vibes, snacks, and prizes to get free labor out of employees or participants. For lots of workers, hackathons just add to their already full plates. They often happen after hours or on weekends and usually aren't compensated. And in most hackathons, internal or external, the teams don't get to keep the intellectual property rights to their own idea.
0: Yeah, probably better to build the time into the regular work week so people are being honored for their time and ideas.
2: And it doesn't change the fact that hackathons have a bad reputation for being exhausting and leaving participants without a lot of tangible stuff to show for their hours.
1: Other than friendship, but okay.
2: Friendship's overrated.
1: Well, ours is just over.
2: Ooh.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I think I know where you both stand, so I'm just gonna call it. That ends round three. Now. Are hackathons more hands-on learning opportunities or exploitative free labor ploys? If staff are participating willingly, I lean towards the former, which means... The winner of today's debate is Shannon on the pro side! Yes! Oh, this is rigged. No, no, I really do agree with a lot of your points, Kelvin. Hackathons have their downsides, especially if they don't keep staff well-being and growth in mind. Exactly. So how do you host an internal hackathon that's both productive and inclusive? First and foremost, be clear about goals. Identify which skill sets are needed and ensure participation is inspirational and not just adding to employees' plates. This isn't a bait-and-switch for free labor. With all that in mind, hackathons can be sources of bonding, learning, and getting a lot done in a short amount of time. That's all for our debate on hackathons. Shannon and Kelvin, thank you for bringing your A-games today. Well, at least one of us did.
2: You just got lucky.
0: <laughs> for more on Atlassian's ship it experience and other workplace trends, visit worklife at atlassian.com slash blog. Until next time, I'm Christine De La Rosa, and this is Workcheck, an original podcast from Atlassian.